Hello and welcome to Habe Mus Papam, episode 242, Innocent the 13th. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. So today's Pope was born Michelangelo Conti on May 13th, 1655, just outside of Rome. And that last name, if you're really, really paying attention, should ring a bell. The Conti family has already provided three popes, the great Innocent III, Gregory IX, and Alexander IV. And at the time of Michelangelo's birth, of course, those papacies were long in the past, but he still had an uncle and a granduncle who were cardinals and who helped push his career forward. He was educated at Rome and the Roman College and at the Roman University La Sapienza, and he did the standard degree in canon and civil law. He then began to serve in a variety of positions in the papal bureaucracy, beginning with being charged by Pope Alexander VII with delivering gifts to the Doge of Venice. He rose through the ranks and was eventually appointed nuncio to Switzerland and then was ordained an archbishop in 1695. And then 1698, he got the big break of being appointed the nuncio to Portugal. Now, this is an important and difficult position, especially since the War of Spanish Succession was about to begin. Portugal during the war was originally pro-Spanish and French on the side of Philip of Anjou. But in 1702, in part because of the lobbying of Archbishop Conti, it switched sides and joined the imperial cause. In 1707, Pope Clement XI named Conti a cardinal, and he still continued his work in Portugal. When his term as nuncio was up, he was named the Cardinal Protector of Portugal, and then later Bishop of Viterbo, just outside of Rome. During this time, he participated in many of the debates of the day, most important being about Jansenism, and was known by most to be opposed to Pope Clement XI's bull Unigenitus, not because he was a Jansenist per se, but he didn't think it was particularly prudent, and the live-and-let-live approach that would have been much more effective. On top of that, he didn't really like the Jesuits, who, if you remember from the last episode, were the major anti-Jansenist party. His dislike of the Jesuits was in part influenced by his closeness to the King of Portugal. Portugal, in general, did not like the Jesuits, and if they had their way, they would have suppressed the order entirely. When Pope Clement XI died in March of 1721, Cardinal Conti was not on people's radar. The most popular candidate to replace the dead pope was Cardinal Paolucci, the Cardinal Secretary of State, but he couldn't get enough votes and then was vetoed by the Holy Roman Emperor. Conti got one or two votes throughout the whole conclave, but it wasn't until the 75th ballot that people came to his side, and he was elected pope on June 8, 1721. And he took the name Innocent XIII, of course, in honor of his esteemed relative, Pope Innocent III. Pope Innocent's papacy was short and not very eventful. His, he reasserted the decrees of Clement XI regarding the Chinese rites controversy. If you remember, the Jesuits had been adapting their practice of the faith to fit Confucian language a little too much. And Clement XI had sent a representative who was not all that diplomatic to correct the situation. Pope Innocent sent a decree to the Jesuits directly, saying that he needed proof that they were complying or else. Like his predecessor, he wasn't very effective in the political stage. He agreed to give Sicily to the Holy Roman Emperor, but then the Holy Roman Emperor gave some Italian cities, which were ostensibly under the Pope's jurisdiction, to his son, and the Pope couldn't do anything about it. And the French pressured him into making the French Prime Minister a cardinal, even though he wasn't a holy person at all and not suited for ecclesiastical office. And he supported the British pretender to the throne, James III of the House of Stuart, in his quest to overthrow the Hanoverian King George I, but that got nowhere as well. Pope Innocent XIII died on March 7, 1724. He had uh, health issues from before he was pope, so his papacy was short and fairly ineffective. And he was succeeded by Pope Benedict XIII, who comes from another old papal family, and we will talk about him next time. 
Thank you for listening to Albemus Popham. You can find the rest of the Catholic Link podcast at catholiclink.org or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you and God bless you.